previously on Power. No, Jamie. No, I can't do this. I shouldn't do this. But I love you. We can make this thing work. I just need to figure this thing out. Hold up. So you mean to tell me that you're going to leave all this? You leaving all this good Popeyes for some Chick-fil-A? Are you kidding me right now? Well, check this out, Ghost. You made me kill the one I love. How you gonna choose Chick-fil-A over Popeyes? This show is brought to you by our sponsor. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Brothers in Law podcast. Uh, we are back, and we have yet another illustrious guest, one of the heroes of Black America. So as usual, this is your boy, Jesse McCoy. I'm here with the world's leading legal humorist, Sean Carter. How are you doing? I'm, 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 do, I'm doing well. I'm, I'm feeling full from, from this Popeye's chicken sandwich. And we are joined by the lovely, talented, one and only Miss Michelle Rayner Goolsby. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I am not full off of Popeyes. I'm actually salmon. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> and not, neither Jesse or I are worthy at all. I don't even know. Uh, I, I'm, I'm grateful that you had this charity to even be on with us. Because uh, we, we, we do not measure up anymore uh, to your standard of excellence, sister. I can't. I can't. Okay, guys. One of us went to Harvard, and it wasn't me. Was it Harvard? Yeah, well, yeah, no, trust me. This, what you did whoops Harvard all up in the ass. I'm just going to say that. That's right. No, Michelle will give you her, her superwoman story. But just in a nutshell, this is the attorney for the, uh, the McLaughlin family and, uh, in the horrible, um, killing of Marquise McLaughlin and fortunately the guilty verdict from his killer um, and this is the I've known online for, for since I guess this happened and when I got the news sister, I gotta tell you I, I it was just before bed on, on Friday night and, and I cried and, 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 and of, of tears of joy, but also, uh, I gotta tell you a little, a little secret. Uh, I, I had a little tears of pity for me too, because I was like, damn, uh, I ain't shit. Um, <laughs> this is who I should have been, but I was out here telling jokes. Um, and so I, I had a little, I had to, you know, get myself together because I had a little moment of, of like a little, little, insecure. I ain't felt this bad since, since Obama got elected and my parents were calling me talking about uh you went to school with obama and he black first black president and you telling jokes for a living uh you took the wrong classes i can't i can't that's hilarious <laughs> it's true <laughs> um but anyway so the story is and and, and you know i gave sort of the the thirty thousand foot but but you know let us know your story how did you become a lawyer what made you decide to become a lawyer well, you know, so I know everyone has this, like, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a lawyer. And I actually have that story. I wanted to be a lawyer. I watched, you know, Jack McCoy on um, Law and & Order, and <laughs> I, I did. I was like, well, I'm going to do that. I was like, I'm going to be a prosecutor. <laughs> no! You were going to be the No! I was going to be the police. And the way I said police, if y'all have ever watched The Wire, that's where I'm going to be the police. I was going to be the police. And I just like, yeah, you know, and or, you know, I wanted to be a trial attorney. 
And so I went to, I went to Florida State, um, got my degree in about three years. And then I was like, no, I don't think I'm going to go to law school right now. Um, so I started working in campaign politics. So I worked for, um, Senator, well, at the time she was Senator Clinton. And then I worked for a couple of other, like, uh, U.S. Senate, Senate races. Then I did local, did like statewide races in, um, in Florida and the local races in Florida as well. And then at that time, um, I was dating like, oh, can I cuss? I'm like, what is the rules? Y'all tell me, can I cuss on here? Oh, yeah, please enjoy yourself. So I got married to a fuck boy. And then, <laughs> <laughs> so it's that. Uh, 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 a man. A fuck boy. So okay, I got, okay, married, no, 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 no. So I got married to him. And I went to law school in Jacksonville. And I was like, yo, I don't want to be the police anymore. I want to be a defense attorney. Um, I ended up doing a... um internship with the public defender's office in this like small small town in palat called in florida called palatka and it sounds just the town was just like the name sounds just like the name <laughs> and i i mean these people like black folks were getting you know popped with like just petty petty stuff and you know they needed really good representation so i ended up um coming back to my hometown of tampa area i grew up in clearwater but came to tampa same thing. It's like this, literally the same thing. And so I started at the public defender's office, um, really rose quickly, started trying a lot of cases, um, and, uh, went over to another public defender's office trying cases. And then I ended up going out on my own and I was just going to be, you know, just like a garden variety criminal defense attorney, just out here trying cases, giving the state hell. And then what happened is that just people would find themselves with, you know, really major egregious civil rights issues and they would like I would need your help and I was like yeah I don't do that though and they're like oh no but you do and I'm like but I don't do that (laughs) you need to go find someone else and um the clients just wouldn't you know they wouldn't take no for an answer so Mm. on top of my practice my criminal defense practice that's how I got into you know civil rights cases and um cases like like the mclaughlin case right okay and so um and you probably are the best one to give us the the facts for for, for this this is um last august i believe or maybe late july i think it was july july 19th okay july well you know better exactly so what happens on july 18th in clearwater so what happens is that Marquise McLaughlin, he and his partner, Brittany, they at the time had three children. He walks into a convenience store, the Circle A, which is so crazy because I have growing up like as a teenager, I used to go to that store all the time. Um, I mean, it's like maybe two miles, two and a half miles from my parents' house. So it's not, you know, you go straight down this road, boom, you're there. Everybody know, and who's growing up in Clearwater knows where that store is. Goes in there and they park in a spot that's designated a handicap spot. I think it's important to highlight this is not a real handicap spot. It's just like, you know, you in the hood, this is your handicap spot. You know what I mean? <laughs> we, we complied with ADA. Like, okay. <laughs> Right, no more convenient, no more better. Just, just they had to put one spot. Correct, uh, correct. Right, 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 right. Correct. I mean, I feel like the best spot would have been in front of the store, but nonetheless, who am I? So you know, (laughs) 
So nonetheless, they park in that spot. Everybody has parked in that spot. Confession, I have parked in that spot. Okay. the store, right? It's just mm-hmm. one of those things. And um, he ran into the store with his son. And unbeknownst to him, Michael Draca was out there confronting Brittany about, you know, walking around her car, walking to the back, walking to the front and engaging in a confrontation with her. Mm-hmm. Um, so much so there's a, a, a gentleman, he's walking in and if there's a video of this. You can see him kind of looking like, what the hell is going on? And he tells the store clerk, the clerk in the store, that, hey, by the way, you know, something's going on. You know, they're, yeah. you guys are having a problem out here. And, you know, Marquise is thinking in his mind, I'm assuming, that, hey, you know, I know that my, you know, that my partner, my kids are out there in the car. Let me, let me go right. out there. So he pays for his items. He puts the money on the counter, kind of touches his son, like, I'll be right back. And that's what you, what we, what came out in trial. And then he goes out there. And by the time he goes out there, Brittany's out the car. The man is in his face and man is in Brittany's face and he pushes the man. You know, he doesn't stop and ask, Hey, you know, of course we were like, Oh, he should have stopped and asked questions. I guess. Um, he doesn't do that, which I don't find fault with him for that. He pushes him out of the way to create distance. Um, the, Man, Draca then lands on his back or on his, on his butt rather, and he pulls out his weapon and immediately shoots him. He pulls out his weapon and immediately shoots Marquise. Marquise was backing up. Right. Marquise, when he shot, was at maximum retreat. He couldn't go any further because the vehicle was there. And he was shot at an angle through the side and in his heart. Mm. And, um, and then he, essentially goes back into the store and he dies in front of his son. And, and so this happens now, how long is it before, you know, you get involved and, 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 you know, I meet you here. Um, Cause I assume it was maybe, maybe a little bit longer after that when the police decided they weren't going to press charges. Right. So the, the interesting part is that the detectives that arrived at the scene wanted to arrest Okay. Um, the rest Michael Draca, it was the sheriff that told them no. Alright. So what happened is, on, next day. Was that day, based on staying your ground? Huh? Was that based on the stay your ground? Correct. So it about? was based on the stand your ground. It was also based on the fact that the sheriff had previously been sued, um, because they arrested someone. They won a stand your ground, you know, um, a Sandra ground motion, which is just essentially an immunity motion, which means the judge makes the decision if the person was standing their ground. And then that person, the statute allows that person to come back and sue the, the, the police department, shoot the, shoot the sheriff. I'm correct. If I'm correct, that actually law that allows the, the defendant to sue for, you know, attorney's fees and all that, that law was passed after Trayvon Martin, right? Correct. Mm. So let me get straight. The people of Florida, after hearing about the Trayvon Martin case and, and Zimmerman getting off, said, you know what? We need to make it easier for white people to shoot young black people. So we need to make sure that they get attorney's fees if we put them through the inconvenience of trial after they kill a young black person. Basically, that's what the people of Florida say. Right, right. So Sandra Ground was initially done in was initially passed in 2005. Trayvon Martin happened in 2012. That iteration happened in 2013 or 14. And then there was another iteration that happened in 2017, which shifted the burden to the prosecution. Right. Okay. 
So what happens is that he decides I'm not going to arrest him. And so the crazy part about it is I was in, I'll never forget, I was driving from Hernando County. I got a call from a news station that I, you know, I'm, I was on. And they said, hey, we want you to look at this video. We want you to do an interview. Will you do it? Sure, not a problem. I looked, they showed me the video, and I was like, so this guy isn't in custody? Right. And they're like, no, the sheriff is going to do a press conference about whether he's going to arrest him. And I literally looked at the video, like, y'all, I looked at the video, and I was like, there's no way that he's not going to arrest him. There's just no way, right? There's, like... Like it's, and you know, I was like being a little like manipulative when I was like, you know, the sheriff is a good person. He's actually not. He's a good person. Like he's going to make sure he has really good detectives, which he actually does, that they're going to arrest him. Literally, Mm -hmm. my interview was moot because 15 minutes later, the sheriff does an, it does a presser and says mm-hmm. he's not going to arrest him. Right, right. And I think at that time, Sean, I had saw you start posting about it on your um, Facebook. And I was like, yeah, I'm from here. And I just got involved not knowing the family. I ended up coming to find out like the, like one of the, like the husband of uh, Marquise's mom, no, like went to high school with my brother, but. Okay. And then, but I just got involved on the strength of this is my community and this is some bullshit, right? So I was in the streets. I was like, well, you know, fuck this. Like, absolutely not. Like, I'm in the streets. So well, I, that's how I saw you. First of all, I saw you was like video, right? I'm like, yes, you were like, I went up to the floor, store. Right? I was so disturbed by what happened. I told my, I said, babe, I got to go up to the store. I got to see, like, what is going on? And I was so disturbed by what happened. That I went up there to the store and videoed it, like kind of just showing people, like, this is where it happened. This is what's going on. This is what's happening. No intentions of ever getting involved in this case, like at all. And so then my, my sorority sister, shout out to Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Um, and so my sorority sister, my line sister, the next day, I think, or that same day, I can't quite remember, we, that we had, um, a town hall, I think, or a march or rally, and we marched, we walked to the store. Right. Mr. McLaughlin, Marquise's dad, was up there. And people were like, oh, you need to talk to her. And you need to, you need to, you know, make contact with her. And, you know, Florida has, like, very strong solicitation rules. So I was like, <laughs> absolutely not. Um, and he asked me for my phone number. I said, I absolutely will not give it to you. And he was like, he was like, but my my friend who's the lawyer was like, he's asking, absolutely not. I'm not going to give it to you. And so my actual my line sister pulled him aside and was like, here's her information and here's her (laughs) number. Because I refused. I was like, I'm not giving it to you. I'm not even here for that. I'm just here to support y'all, right? Okay, all right. And then he calls me the next day and was just like, I just need some help. And. I just at that time just did what I did. I was like, I'm going to hold y'all. Like, no, like, I know that if I have clients that assert stand your ground and they're black and brown clients, you don't let them go home. You take them down to 49th Street, which is the jail. You take them right down there and you make them and you say you sort it out in front of the judge. 
this is the kind of thing where, you know, it blew my mind. I'm freaking out on Facebook because I can see that this is basically open season on black men everywhere. But this is, I will harass your woman, and if you're the nervous to say anything, I will shoot you down dead and say it will stand your ground, right? right. And I'm like, oh, no, no, this, this can't happen. And the laws of Florida, like you said, are set up where not only, you know, they change the burden of proof. So normally, as we all know, the burden of proof works this way. It's on the, pro- it's on the prosecution to prove all the elements of the crime. But if you have a, an affirmative defense, like self-defense, then the burden is on you as a defendant to prove that part of it, to prove your defense. And they said, no, no, no. Now the burden is actually on the state, right, to, to disprove your defense, which is totally bad. Right. And so I'm like, this is crazy. And so you know, I'm freaking out and, you know, trying to call people from way over here and thinking we've got to fix this and do something. And Michelle's on the ground. But I got to tell you, you know, I got an attention span, you know, not even of a smart net. I got, you know, really dumb net and, and, and certainly one with ADHD. And so I'm forgetting, you know, like, you know, a week and a half, something else happened, you know, chicken sandwich, something came out. And I was like, I, you know, and, and you, however, stayed on this. How long did it take to get them to agree to press charges even? So what happened, it took 25 days for an okay. arrest. Mm. And at that time, I, you know, so I'm clear, I represent Marquise's parents. Mm-hmm. Attorney Crump represents Marquise's partner, Brittany. Got it. Okay. And I mean, so I did the first press conference. Then we did another press conference. Then we had another press conference. Then we had people more, we had more people in the streets for town halls. And then we had rallies and then we had another rallies. It literally took 25 days. And so what happened is the sheriff at that time decided, listen, I'm not going to make a call on this. I'm not going to make an arrest on this, which, you know, was confounding to everybody who was from here, like, really? And he gave the case to the state attorney. Let me ask you this. Is your sheriff there elected or is he appointed? He's elected. So he's not worried about y'all voting him out? I just, well, you know, you have to understand the makeup of Pinellas County it is like 60, 60%, 65% white. So he doesn't care. All right. You're not worried about it. All right. So, 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 so you finally, he, he's not going to do it. So what happens? They, they send the case to the state attorney's office, office of Bernie McCabe. So Bernie McCabe is a very, very conservative prosecutor, like to say the least. But I knew when I heard the two prosecutors that decided to take the case, they are the best prosecutors in that office. I was like, I told told Mike and Monica, Marquise's parents, I said, y'all, that you know, he may get charged because okay. they're not they're not for the fool the foolery at all. Mm-hmm. And I knew from the moment they got the case, like I got called, they were in touch, and they they charged him. They charged him with manslaughter. And people are like, How is it a second degree murder? Let me tell you. If you look at the case law here in Florida, right, the case law talks about when it comes to me to second degree murder, that there has to be some type of no relationship, knowledge of the defendant, right? right, right. Knowledge of the defendant and of the victim. They have to have some kind of no like knowledge of each other, some type of relationship. And that in the instance that Marquise and Draco were involved in, 
there was no knowledge. They didn't know each other. They didn't have any, you know, intent behind it. The, 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 the hate, the spite, the wickedness to, to, to form. And for that to form, you know, the law, the case law contemplates that there has to be some type of relationship. So what they looked at is the, uh, the case law that talks about manslaughter, that it was, you know, an instant overreaction, um, uh, to, to a situation that better fit with manslaughter. So what they did was, and where I think they did something that they didn't do in the Trayvon Martin case, mm-hmm. is that they made sure not to overcharge. Absolutely. Well, I was just wondering, in Florida, is the sentencing different for manslaughter charges as opposed to murder charges? Correct, it is. So right now, Micah, Michael Drake is facing up to 30 years. Because murder charges is automatic life. Okay. And maybe even capital punishment, right? Depending how you're charged. If you're charged with first degree, depending how you're charged is automatic. Yeah, it could be either death penalty, capital punishment, or or automatic life without parole. Mm. When did they decide to charge him? When did they decide to charge him? It was 25 days later. I, I actually know the date because it's my nephew's birthday. It was August 13th. Wait, so, wait a minute, so it took a year to try him? It took a year to try him. Actually, and I will tell you why it took a year. Okay. It wasn't, so here, you, y'all know speedy trial, the defense waived speedy trial. The prosecution was ready to go in November. There you go, okay. But it wasn't them, it was the defense. And I will tell you, and we can have some discussion about the defense. Um, I will tell you that the defense, um, really did their best job of criminalizing, um, you know, when I saw this case, it's one of those situations where you can see the video footage with your own two eyes. Absolutely. But I have zero faith in Florida, right? Right. right. So Trayvon Waterfield means a lot to me. Right. And for me, that's kind of where my belief in all of the high ideals of our system kind of died, right? So, so I kind of feel like you want to see justice come to this guy who obviously was trying to pick a fight so he could shoot somebody. It, it to me it was so agree it was just very clear what was what had occurred, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, knowing the detectives that had originally investigated the case, they wanted to arrest him. They wanted to to do that and they and then the sheriff for whatever reason felt his hands were tied by stand your ground. And so next time that I have a client that alleges stand your ground would <laughs> say, guess what? You should you shouldn't be arrested. Oh, well, and, you know, and that's the thing about staying your ground that I think people don't understand is uh, it, it's staying your white ground. Correct. <laughs> no, it, it is. It, it is. It's like I think brothers have like like an eighth of the chance of getting a stand your ground defense. It's 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 crazy. I mean, it, all self defense. It's only a white thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it is one of the it's one of the things that like you look at because the statistics are so clear when it comes to stand your ground that who benefits from it and who's disproportionately affected by it. And the ones who are disproportionately affected by it negatively are black and brown folks. And so the state ended up charging him and with manslaughter and 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 from that moment it became i have to just say, a complete shit show you know even the the victim marquise couldn't even be centered in his own death right so it's kind of like you're centering all of these things and you know my position was like that's not the story that's not what happened what happened is a man 
a father, a partner was killed for no reason and a black man at that. And I think what's right, you know, people are like, why is this about race? It came out that Michael Draca previously to Marquise, to him killing Marquise, he had um, had this altercation with, with another black man over that same spot. And so he had, you know, another altercation. So the part of the altercation came out. The part about nigger did not come out in court. Um, wait, 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 okay, so so the idea is, okay, and I get it. Okay, so they thought that'd be too prejudicial. Correct, uh, the, correct. And, which I love this, by the way. It's not prejudicial that you shot a brother, but but but, but I it would be, make you look really bad if you would call him the N-word before you shot him. Right, Correct. and they have me called another, another. By the way, another black guy, right? Called him the N word. I mean, think, that's why it kills me about about the way we look at racism in America, which is that if you use the N word, oh no, no, now we can see racism clearly. But as long as you avoid saying certain things, you can shoot a brother, and we won't see that as racism. We right. only see this racism if you actually say the N-word, too. Why, why you should be And that was the thing. This isn't about race. You know, there's no evidence that he called Marquise. And it like, it's like, come on, man. Like, really? <laughs> and here's why you know it's about race. Because if he had tried that with a white guy and said, oh, my God, I saw him, and I was so afraid, I knew he was going to kill me, they'd have been like, uh, calm down. Right, right. Because really the defense was black people are scary. That was the defense. Right. Which, by the way, sadly, is a very good defense. If you're going to use it, it works it, everywhere. It, it works a lot of times. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. now, so so we go through this whole process. I assume they try to try um, Marquise in the press. He, let me guess, uh, was hopped up on dope, and he had superhuman strength, and he killed seven men last week by his bare hands. Right. So you guys know the drug ecstasy, heard of the drug ecstasy, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So apparently Marquise had, you know, that in the system in DNA. So during the trial. The, the, the love drug, right? The one that makes right. you want kissing everybody. Okay, right, 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 okay. The defense alleged that he was having an adverse reaction to MDNA and that MDNA is not the love drug. It's the thug drug. <laughs> no, they didn't say that. Well, that was actually the testimony that came out from the expert the defense expert and that he became aggressive and impulsive and angry. And so the state had their own toxicologist who is renowned in the state of Florida. And his answer to the defense on cross was, well, you know, obviously like, you know, he was having an adverse reaction because he went, you know, he walked out and he immediately pushed him and the state's expert was like, or, he saw his loved one being confronted in an impossible dangerous situation, <laughs> and he pushed the man away so they wouldn't be harmed. There you go. And, and by um, the way, I assume that MDMA is one of those drugs, or let's call it Molly because it's easier, is one of those drugs where, you know, you might have had it weeks ago or, or days ago, and it was still being your system, right? Correct. And so there was really no way to kind of ascertain like when it looked like because of the amount, it was something that was like fairly recent. But what was interesting during the defense's uh, expert, their expert said that Marquise showed that bad decision making when he was having, which also alludes to the fact that he had an adverse reaction to MDNA because one, he left his child in the store to go see what was going on. And the state was like, so you're telling me. He should have brought him with him. Okay. Right. You're telling me. <laughs> you have no idea what's going on outside. Someone says it's an issue. 
oh, let me go take my kid outside with me. <laughs> this is my favorite parts of this expert that Marquise, so the state was like, well, was he running? And he was like, the expert was like, no, he was crescendoing down the, down, down the sidewalk. <laughs> I said, wait. I said, Chris, I literally put my head down and I forget I'm on court. Like you can see me because where I'm sitting, you can see I'm like directly behind who's ever questioning. And I literally put my head down and started laughing. But the most absurd thing was the reason that Marquise was having a, adverse reaction to MDNA was because he (laughs) because and I I have to laugh to keep from crying and cursing that when he got shot he didn't stay outside to make sure Brittany wasn't harmed he went back into the store oh really right 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 I get it I get it I get it yeah because I mean that's just what I would do if I shot through the heart first thing I gotta do is you know make sure right that I you know stay where I am protect yeah I get it Right. I assume he's totally in shock and has no idea what he's doing and, and you know, and, and can't figure out why he can't breathe. I get that. Right. Um, about all of that. Oh, God. So you had to sit through all of that. Um, but here's the thing. You started posting last Friday after the trial ended. Um, and, and were you, you sound like you were optimistic. Right. So. Are you talking about before the trial started or after? No, no. So, the, 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 so before the trial started, I imagine you had to be, you know, cautiously, probably got a little pessimistic like the rest of us, I imagine, right? Right, because it's Florida. <laughs> right. And then you go through the trial. But but what? But it seemed like when you were posting Friday night, like, and I say Friday afternoon, like when the jury went out, but before the verdict came back. Yeah, no, I was. And then there was the point where the, the jury came back with a question. In other words, it wasn't a question. It was more of a statement. And the statement was about the law of self-defense. And I will tell you, I started panicking. I said, oh, All right. I said, oh, God. And so my dear friend, who also is a criminal defense attorney, she had to remind me and one of the prosecutors, she was like, listen, remember, we had this almost, ex- you know, stand your ground case, almost kind of same exact facts. And the jury came back with that same question and they convicted the guy. Right. Okay. All right. And we're like, OK, OK, OK. And, you know, and then, you know, of course, me, I have to be calm for the family. I can't be like, oh, my God. <laughs> so you know, in my soul, I was like, oh, my God, like, they're not going to get it right. How did you not sit through the same trial? Through, you know, um, and but to him, it's just a question. It's just you no, know, because you know, I couldn't. I we all couldn't be a mess, right? Right, right, right. So you gotta be cool, mm-hmm. right? And act like, yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, I, I see this right. Tuesday. And um, and probably about twenty five to thirty minutes after the um the verdict came after after that question, the verdict came. Oh, I'm right, sitting right, outside. Right. I'm just kind of like sitting outside on the bench outside the courtroom. And I see the prosecutor walking down the hallway and he's looking at me, shaking his head. And I'm like, holy shit, there's there's a verdict. Right. So I, I grab my stuff. And, you know, in that moment, you know, because a lot of times like people were talking to me about it, the, the case in my capacity as a defense attorney. And you guys have to understand, like, I, I'm a great defense attorney. But in that moment, I was not a defense attorney. Does that right. make sense? Like, no, yeah, you're so more on the prosecution side. Right, right. Right. I couldn't. I couldn't objectively look at it like I was objectively looking at anything else, right? I right. just I couldn't, and I, I've right, never. Right, this life. is this is like nine thirty at Friday night. It was like ten thirty, ten. Yeah. 10:30. They, they, how long were they going to go? Just forever, or, or I mean, so in Pinellas, we've had juries out till three a.m. Like, I mean, unless a judge is like, they will go. The judge okay. will just be there. 
So they went out at four, 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 fourteen. Because I'm one of those this trial geeks that be like, okay, four fourteen. So I know exactly. <laughs> I, I am, and um, they came back. I want to say like ten thirty. Okay. 10.30, 10.30, 10.30, 10.35. We all sit there, and I will tell you that the prosecutors, when I tell you that they're the best in this office, and they have, they're so good, and they've been there so long, guys, they don't have to take, that you you know, you know when you've been in the prosecutor's office or PD's office, you can kind of pick and choose your caseload, right? Right, right, right. right. They chose this case. And you can tell by the way that they tried the case that this wasn't like, oh, you know, the state attorney was like, yeah, you got, you got to try. They wanted to. Right. Okay. And I will never forget. I looked up um, before the jury came in and they came in and I saw one of the prosecutors and I tell you, he's a badass, but I've never seen him like this. I saw him put his head down the table. Mm, that doesn't sound good. And I, because it was so emotional for all of us. Right. And I grabbed um, my friend's hand that was sitting next to me. And I turned my hand around and grabbed Michael's hand behind me. And I put my head down. Right. And they came in and, you know, and one of the bailiffs I know, and I'm kind of looking at him like, man, like, what's up? Like, you tell me, you know, sometimes sometimes they'll give, you know, when you're trying the case, they'll kind of give you like, nah, sis, it ain't going to be what you want. (laughs) I was trying to read him and I couldn't read him. I'm like, oh, and, um, I put his head and he was standing down with his head down and I said, okay. I said, damn. And, I, and so what I do is also I start counting the bailiffs that are in the courtroom. Because when it's a GAC, when you know it's guilty, there's going to be a bunch of them because in case some shit happens. They right, make sure, right, make sure. Okay, right, right okay. <laughs> and I was like, I'm texting my friend. I was like, friend, there are only three or four in here. She was like, oh, God, you know. And I'm like, <laughs> so I go, I walk outside before and I'm like counting outside. I'm like, well, there's four out here. There's four in here. I'm trying to do all this math. <laughs> uh, and it was so tense and Full of pressure in that room. They come back. You reach the verdict. Yeah, they give it to the judge. I'm looking at the judge. Now, no, I know this judge. I've tried cases in front of this judge. Couldn't read his face. Because sometimes he'll crack a smile. He, like, he was, I was like, okay, so like, you really going to be a judge for real. Like, you just not going to let nobody know what's up. What, what's up. <laughs> so they give the, they give the, the verdict forms to the clerk. And they, she furnishes the verdict and she you know, starts the we and I'm, I'm grabbing, I'm like squeezing my friend's hand. Like okay. literally, I know he was probably like, are you going to break my hand off? But he's also on the other side, Brittany, Marquise's partner, squeezing his hand, right? Mm. And, um, they say guilty. And it was probably every emotion in me that I've held for 13 months just came out and you know I know better than to audibly do anything I know better than to whatever Marquise's aunt just wailed right 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 I I felt like I literally fell into my friend's lap and he's like man get up you gotta be on camera man get up, get up. <laughs> I'm like, I can't. 
fast. You were like, fix your fast. Gotta love a good brother. Gotta love one. And, yes, you know, and so, and so you didn't have to run out there and do your interviews and all that, huh? Yeah, but before we did, we went we we went outside, and on my Facebook page, there's a picture of myself, the prosecutors, and the family. And one of the prosecutors said to Mr. McLaughlin, he said, "For months, we had to listen to them down talk your son. Okay. We had to listen to them disparage your son." Mm. And he said. That stops tonight. And he said, you know, on sentencing is October 10th. You have the, you have the right and the ability now to speak truth to who your son actually was. And it, and it was just, it was a moment that I'll never forget. And so we went out there and we did our little press conference and we did our little thing. And then the next day, um, attorney Crump came into town and we did another, um, another presser and then you know we have we're looking forward to sentencing um it's not guaranteed he will get the max and so um you know i'm hoping i i i i know this judge fairly well so i don't he's not going to give him an insulting sentence i don't believe that um i don't know if he'll give him the max but i don't think it'll go out it it definitely won't be an insulting sentence you know what i mean Right. Yeah, it won't be you now six months time server. Right, right, or some type of probation. And you know, of course, like you know, the person does see that you know Michael Drake has no priors. Is that and third? So there's all those things that go into the sentencing matrix, right? Right. Then, yes, well, he probably isn't even eligible now. Is it that kind of thing where he wouldn't even be eligible for the maximum? No, he will be eligible. I mean, it it goes up. Like, I mean, you know, you have he, the judge can legally sentence him to thirty. Okay. years. So, um, so, you know, we have that looking forward. I mean, I think that it's, you know, of course, it's some semblance of justice, some semblance of peace, but at the end of the day, their son is not here. Well, no, I, I wanted to ask you about that. So family has this feeling, and I, and I, I can't be joy, right? Because, you know, you're not getting your, your, your son back. Is, is it relief? What, I mean, what would you say that is? I think it's a mix of emotions. You know, the person that killed your, from Michael McLaughlin, it's a, that was his only child. Mm-hmm. So this is his only son, his, his only child. Um, it's a mix of, okay, you know, this part is over. Um, and probably I think there's a sense of grieving that there's there, you know what I mean? Even for that. Right. Um, you're happy that the system, you know, finally works. I think that a lot of people have said, you know, this case was able to do what the Trayvon Martin case was not able to do. Absolutely. And it set a precedent, you know, here in the state of Florida. Um, but at the end of the day, there's a hole in your heart that is just never filled. Mm, I, I believe it. And he has four children now because you remember at the time, Brittany was pregnant and they didn't know that she was pregnant. Right, right. Uh, all right. So, um, and that's done. You, you know, the thing that kind of disturbed me. You said Draco has no money. Yeah. So there's no recompense to get from him as far as you know for his family, as far as a lawsuit or anything like that, right? I mean, there's you know, there's other avenues. I don't want to go into. Okay, what fair we're enough. Doing. You don't have to do it. All right, fair <laughs> enough. Um, and I just you know, there's also the other you know, because I know you also you represent the parents, but not the the the, the, the partner and you know and the children, which I guess is, is represented by Crump, uh, Attorney Crump, right? 
Correct. And right. so, I mean, in here in the state of Florida, you know, and I think my, my clients are, you know, very aware that if there's anything that will come back, it will go to the children, of course, and they want their grandkids to be, you know, taken care of. So, you know, I think that, you know, Michael McLaughlin and Monica Moore Robertson are salt of the earth people. You know what I mean? They, they're not, they, like, even if they were to get millions of quadrillions of dollars, their child isn't coming back and they need their, their grandchildren to be okay. You know what I mean? Right. Fair, fair, fair enough. Now, now, here's the thing I want to talk about because one of the things that's very frustrating to me is that so, so often we have these things that happen, and we could go through any one of the uh, horrible shootings. Um, you know, I'm thinking my just off the top of my head, the one that happened for Stefan Clark in Sacramento. Correct. And the strategy usually for the police or you know a vigilante is that if you wait us out long enough, we'll forget. Right. right. Popeyes will come out with a chicken sandwich, whatever happened, and eventually <laughs> we'll, we'll move on to something else. And here's what, where I, where, you know, why I'm so happy to get you, get you on because you, 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 you were a long distance runner. You were able to go through a year of this, all right, and to keep strong and to keep fighting forward, not get distracted by other stuff. And you know, and by the way, in the meantime, you got married. Yeah. Right. So it wasn't like life stopped for you. But so right. how were you able to keep coming back to this thing and, you know, and giving it what you had and, you know, in, 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 you know, without getting, you know, distracted, you know, with life or all the other things that happened? You know, uh, I, you know, that, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's, you know, um, that, I, I think for me. Was it because it was yeah. local? It was just so personal to you or what? No, I mean, because. You know, I I think that at the end of the day, you know, I don't do the work that I do for clout, right? Right. I don't. There's a lot of easier, quicker, more <laughs> fun ways to get clout, right? Right. There just, there just is. And I think that I have the understanding that these people are literally – putting their lives and their sons and daughters in my hands and quite simply I can't fuck it up Mm. and I think about how I would want my people to be treated if I was in that situation I, I think about that and no shade to anybody that there are a handful of real attorneys black women attorneys that do what i do and i realized that they were i mean i I will tell you they were always on my mind there was not a day that i didn't go to sleep and not think about them Mm. there was not a holiday you know thanksgiving christmas that i didn't have a twinge of guilt that i could celebrate with my family and they were going through their holidays alone you know what i mean yeah, you know exactly. You know, it, it, obviously, and this is the thing I, you know, I, I, that is, imp- you know, I mean, all of it's impressive. But it's not like so I would understand if you told me, okay, well, you know what, you know, I, I went to, you know, I was on the high school track team with their daughter, 
right? Some personal thing where, you know, you, you, you don't let it go because, you know, I think the rest of us have to really get into this and, you know, we need to be this, you know, you had the community involved for a year where people wouldn't let up on it and people kept, you know, talking about it. And we've got to be able to be able to do that, you know, on all these other cases because the strategy that they've worked out for us and it's worked beautiful for them is to delay, you know, and I give you a great example. Remember the brother, um, and I'm going to mess up his name, uh, Gene, Bochum Gene, or the brother in, yeah. in yeah. Dallas, right, who got shot uh, in his apartment. Right. And that was a year ago. And they're just going to keep delaying and, and pulling this out, and eventually, you know, something else will happen, some others get shot or whatever, and where the community's not watching anymore. And next thing you know, there's some small trial, or people forget about it as a plea, and you just move on. And it was crazy to me, because I will tell you that I have a really good um team. I have a really tremendous communication strategist. Um, she has been the reason that you probably know of uh, Tamir Rice and and because of Mike Brown is not because of, you know, anybody It's because of her, because of the kind of work that she does communications wise. So it, for us, everything was very intentional, um, very intentional. You know, we were able to get the, BT docu series about there was a whole episode finding justice to, devoted to Marquise, right? Mm, all right, um, great. And we were able to kind of utilize every <laughs> every relationship that she and I had to okay. um to 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 make sure. And then I have to shout out the community. You know, I have to shout out organizations like the Dream Defenders. Like they literally would be in the streets. Um. Mm. Uh, there's a, you know, even the local BLM chapter would be in the streets and the community, just regular schmegular folks would mm. just be in the streets and we're like, enough is enough. And so as much as of what I did, we had a community of people that got together and that's why it's so amazing and so impressive and why you have people that will come together and do do the advocacy work, you know what I mean? There was only so much I can do. Yeah, you know, they'll be like, there go that lawyer again. But, you know, people in the community saying, like, no, nah, you can't do this. Organizers, you know, organizers organizing people, getting together. You know, we had uh, even the local NAACP chapter was doing um, doing work behind it. So mm, we had people just doing work. And I think what happened I don't know. It's just a special moment, unfortunately, behind a horrific, horrific um, event. But it let me know that, like, even in the era of 45, like, yo, like, you know, like, we're not standing for this. Like, with all that. And it was hard. You got to know it was hard even to get in the media because every time something would happen, like, you know, Donald Trump would, like, do some stupidness. Right, right. And, you know, and we would have to fight against that. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. And and since you know, it's amazing. You know, the Trump era has been weird in this sense. The things that Trump did, every one of them, which would have been impeachable, just absolutely, you know, unfathomable for Obama. There's so many of them that now I can't even tell you. If you ask me now, what has Trump done wrong? I can't even remember past today. Right. 
Because every day is some new outrage, right? Something more outrageous than, than the last thing. And so you're dealing with that constant news cycle of, you know, oh, my God, Trump today said, you know, that, that he wants to take over the world. And, you know, he wants to buy, you know, what was it? He wants to nuke a, a hurricane. Nuke and, you know, and, 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 <laughs> right. so, but, but, you know, so anyway, but I'm, I got to tell you, we're both, you know, incredibly impressed. Um, the only thing that really in my mind would have made you an even bigger hero is if you had found a way, like I did, to get yourself a Popeye's chicken sandwich. <laughs> Let me tell you. So, <laughs> I don't know if you saw my Facebook. Literally, um, so we got the verdict Friday, Sunday. Uh-huh. I said, I woke up. I said, I said, my wife, <laughs> yes, right, I remember. <laughs> I said, Ooh, get me a bowl. Get us some Popeyes chicken. Google it. Popeyes opens at ten. I said, perfect bet. I'm gonna get here before all these people get up here, and I'm gonna get us some sandwiches because you know y'all and your chicken act like a fool. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to Popeyes ten twenty. Now remember, I told you it says on Google it opens at ten. You can't trust that. I said, oh, like no cars, like two cars. Boom, got it. <laughs> I have my window down. The manager says, hey, hey, baby, how you doing? I said, doing great, buddy. Give me a sandwiches. Well, we ain't got no sandwiches and we open till we open at 1030. I said, <laughs> <laughs> then my homeboy who lives around here said, don't ask me how I know this. <laughs> he goes, this is not a corporate owned store and the court, not the franchisee stores won't get this and won't get sandwiches until September. And then again, don't ask me how I know this. I said, oh, so you've been doing some chicken investigation. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, for those of you who either get this later or just have been in, uh, in a bunker somewhere, uh, Popeyes came out with a new chicken sandwich. I assume that a chicken restaurant had a chicken sandwich before. I, I don't know what it is, but this has some special kind of uh flavoring uh that has caused people to lose their minds. And and so there's been lines out the door in, in Popeye's, people trying to get this sandwich. Now, I knew it was going to be this way. So here's what I did. Saturday morning, I got up at the same time, sister. But what I did was I went out to the suburbs. <laughs> you were smart. Uh huh. Because I knew. Here's what I knew. They weren't gonna mess up Karen's day, having her waiting all day for some damn <laughs> Because Karen and Amanda would have burned that damn place to the ground right there. Had their damn stuff ready. They were not gonna go for it. They weren't going for that. And, and sure enough, I got there. Reasonable size. I we timed it. Ten minutes. Right. Got my stuff. Got got it. Um. I don't want to. Do, I don't want to give it away for you people who haven't gotten it yet. But let me tell you what the Popeyes uh, sandwich tastes like. Uh, it tastes like chicken. Oh my goodness. That's all. Just chicken. Is it good chicken though? It's just chicken. Uh, it, it's 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 a little better than Chick Fil A or whatever. Um, but well, put it's this better way. than Chick Fil A because it tastes like black people seasoning it. Yeah, that's what everybody said. Let, let me tell you something. Uh, you know, we, I don't know if you've ever met black people, uh, Michelle, but we tend to exaggerate a little bit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, yeah, I met a couple in my day. <laughs> you know, we tend to exaggerate a little bit. And so I'm going to tell you, it is marginally better. All right. It's certainly not as good as we think it is. We have lost our minds over this chicken sandwich. It's you two are a little younger than me, so you don't understand this. I grew up in the, in the, in the 70s. In the 70s, black people, we would not go to KFC during daylight hours because we didn't want to see white people eat, see us eat chicken. All right. We go about two in the morning. 
We didn't, want, we didn't want white people to see us eating chicken because it was a whole stereotype. We were just trying to get past, right? You would right. go get your chicken. You get in your house. You would lock the doors, close the windows, right? Don't want to let anybody know you eating chicken. You eat chicken by flashlight, all right? And somehow, now we got black people just eating chicken or just on TV. You understand the first time I ever brought chicken on a plane, I, I, I had to call my grandmother and apologize. Like, look, Nana, I know you taught me better than this, but I'm going to miss this plane if I don't bring this chicken on here. Please forgive me. And, and I think sometime before she died, she was willing to forgive me, but 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 not early, right? <laughs> That's how chicken was for us. And, and, and so I'm looking at this as an old black person, like, what are y'all doing? It's now 1962 out there. Colored water fountains, all right? People, you know, looking at me crazy because I'm eyeballing this white woman. It's crazy now. All right, because because so so for me it was a whole different thing. I, I wasn't excited excited about the chicken as the two of you are, but when you See, get man. your chicken, you let me know. See, you downplaying it though, man. You just you downplaying it because we haven't been able to taste the the heavenly <laughs> luxury. <laughs> what do y'all think it tastes like? Y'all had chicken before. What do you think it tastes like? Man, Popeyes is better than everything else. Just normally, so I can't imagine. No, okay, no, no, okay. All right, Jesse. I think you put in twenty. You know, putting uh, uh, twenty on ten. Uh huh. Um, Popeyes is very inconsistent, and so the reason I know this because my wife is a fried chicken connoisseur. Okay. And she has tears of chicken, and so here we have Publix. Publix is the most consistent chicken. It's the same chicken you gonna get. Now other Popeyes, right? breaded it may be too much they may not even got chicken <laughs> and the churches we not gonna talk about i feel like churches is like more so rats and they just like dip it in and let me tell you this story we there's a churches up the street from our house and one day i was like babe you know i really just feel like i want some churches and she's like insert word that we only could say really churches uh, yeah, yeah, I know the first word. And, and, and the important part of this about it, you could definitely say you. And, and here's what cracks me up about that, though, is I get the same reaction from my wife. I used to go to churches, but you got to admit, though, the biscuits they have with that little glazed sugar. Oh, yeah. We went to churches, and we acted like we were in high school. We sat in the parking lot and ate church chicken. And I said, this don't taste like it did when I was a kid. She said, right. Because it probably always tasted like <laughs> it did, but 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 I like the biscuits because there's something about that that, that glazed honey. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I would just go get the biscuits, right? Yeah, I don't want your chicken. You you can keep your chicken, right? I might right. Get it, you right? Mix, open up the biscuit. You put a little honey on it, man. Yeah. Come on now. Yeah, now that's good. And and, and you know, Popeye's biscuits is like you need to have a large drink. All right, with, with Popeye, right. one Popeye biscuit. You can't get small or medium because you ain't gonna yeah, have I'm enough, not. enough, 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 uh, will be word for it, uh, lubrication to get a whole <laughs> biscuit down with just a small drink. Now I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm not biscuit. gonna be an advocate for the Popeye's biscuits now. And I will say, <laughs> church's biscuits did used to be good, but our churches got shut down by the health department. So, uh, <laughs> and that's the other part with churches. You have to really, like, in the churches, you have to really pray over your food. You have to really, like, you have to go with supplication. You got to lay hands on it. You got to take the oil out. Be like, God, in the name, you know, and say your little tongue and then go and then go try the chicken because you just don't know what's going, what, what's really going on behind the scenes. No, you're right. I mean, guess your own churches, by the way. Who? Popeye's. <laughs> you kidding? Nope. 
Oh, oh God! Yeah, Popeye. Let me tell you how Popeye is, because we act like this thing is just like you know the Black Seasoning. You understand that Popeyes is owned by a Canadian conglomerate. All right? Yeah. No. No. Yes. By the way, I, 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 did, I did research. Popeyes was started by a white boy in the suburbs in Louisiana. And you know what? It doesn't surprise me, and let me tell you why it doesn't surprise me. Because I like an oxtail, right? Mm. And I went to Publix, and I remember my mom always used to say, like, you know, oh, you know, that's what happens when, you know, certain people want our foods. And I said, well, why am I paying $16 for two oxtails? My mother said oxtails have become gentrified, Michelle. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and they make money off of our food. So y'all selling oxtails at Publix? Yeah, we got oxtails at Publix. And guess what? Let me oh. tell you what I did. And I, I think I posted this on my Facebook. I went and bought $32 worth of oxtails, and I took them right to my mother's house and had her made her for me. All right. Oh, so you got them. You got them. You just got them. You, they, weren't, they weren't cooking them. They just, uh, you bought them. You bought them. Right, uh, uh, yeah. Oh, come on now. Now, you know. <laughs> I'm dying. They were not cooking no oxtails in public. That's what I thought so. We just, that's what I thought. Okay. Just like, oh, y'all, y'all, okay, y'all, yeah, y'all I, public okay. I was getting ready to go back with my list of demands. According <laughs> 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 to Michelle, the public's in Tampa located here, they're cooking oxtails. What is you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, I get to be, I learned a long, long time ago that you don't want, like I said, everybody cooking your food, even if they have it. I learned that when I was in law school, a law firm brought me up to New York City. All right, let me say it, the Waldorf Astoria, right? I'm 22 years old in the Waldorf Astoria. I said, of course, I'm going to give you some room service breakfast. They had on the menu grits. Uh, Do not necessarily get the grits at the Waldorf Astoria, particularly when you say, hey, I want the grits, and they go, what's grits? (laughs) I guess they just put them on the menu, right? I should have known to say, oh, you know what? I'll take the oatmeal, right? No, 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 no. I had some grits, and apparently these people didn't understand that uh, you got to cook a grit a little longer uh, than a minute, right? Yeah. So it basically tastes like, you know, it basically tastes like someone had tried the instant grits, right, uh, cooking with the actual grits, right? It, it was gritty, uh, all right, to say the least. Uh, and, and so I learned a long time ago, yeah, for Publix, if you're out there, don't even cook the oxtails. Or don't try it. All right, we ain't going to eat them. I promise you, it's going to be horrible. With the chicken, now, you know, they got chicken. They do ribs now. They do ribs, too? Mm-hmm. I think I don't trust them yet. I got to get Michelle tells us it's the best chicken. And I got to tell you, we have a local supermarket here, right? Kind of same kind of, you know, chain place, Albertsons. And my, you know, 12-year-old, he thinks that that's all the chicken in the world, right? That, yeah. that you, you, you know, yeah, exactly. He looks at us, you, you give him some grocery store chicken, he's like, yeah, that, that, that's, where they, that's where the chicken come from, the grocery store, right? Um, you know, he, he thinks basically some, some, some black grandma on the back. Frying up the chicken, mm. and we're gonna let him think it because it's a lot cheaper than all the other stuff too. So I ain't mad at it. <laughs> you can get all your for for twelve dollars. You can get the whole supermarket. They you they just you know take the whole tray and bring it back to you. Um, unlike KFC. Now, now speaking of which, the other thing that kind of bothered me was it. I hear there's no more chicken sandwiches anywhere in Popeye Land until what September. 
Yeah, but I don't understand. Like chickens are plentiful, so hot. So you, y'all ain't killing. Like, what's happening? Thank you. Right, the chicken. Got to marinate. <laughs> you know that is the i gotta tell you that's some shit and we all been to a restaurant in the hood a barbecue restaurant all right any of you ever have this happen you go there on a saturday let's say three o'clock but they don't have no rib jack because somebody overslept oh yeah no i mean or my favorite is oh we done ran out i'm like but bruh it's like 11 o'clock Thank you, right? Right? No, that's somebody overslept and they get up and cook the ribs, yeah, right? And and I'm like, look, you know what? I understand, you know, Pookie and Ray Ray did that. But remember, I told you, this is a Canadian conglomerate. Like, how in the world does a saint, these are the Tim Horton people. They also, by the way, the same company owns them, owns um, Burger King. Wow. When wow. I go to Burger King, I can tell you what, I guarantee you they're going to have a burger. Wow. Right? The only thing that this is basically they're the equivalent of the McDonald's shake machine. <laughs> which may or may not be available at the time you go, right? But no, think about it, you've been you've been to McDonald's and be like, Oh well we out of fries till Tuesday. I wish they would. Because <laughs> <laughs> I like my fries hot. Go ahead, cook a batch. <laughs> yeah, you, you pull it up in the parking space. Yeah, yeah, you, you pull, pull up, up in the, the parking space. Little box, huh? I wait. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's what you know. Where I'm just like, how in the world does a national chain get? I looked at they're in 40 countries because I could guarantee you, you know, you we might go for that in the hood. The suburbs ain't going for that. And I imagine you try that in Japan or somewhere, and, and, and they they will throw you out the whole country to go to really? a chicken place that's out of chicken. What kind of ignorant stuff is that? My question is, every time I go past the Popeyes, the line is long, but they've got a big movie theater marquee that says that all the sandwiches are gone. So why are police in the street directing traffic through drive through if there are no chicken sandwiches? What are people getting? The regular that- chicken, I guess. No, or but the regular line is that you, get long. Stuck, you get stuck in the line and right. you can't get out. It, it has to be. It's got to yeah. be a photo op for Popeyes. It has to be. I, you know, I, I I don't get it either. I mean, I'm telling you, I, seriously, I was offended by the whole thing. I was like, I'm not going. I'm not going anymore. If you're going to make people wait for chicken, here's what I learned, and and maybe I only don't know it myself. But my thought, my my understanding about America is this: these three things are never supposed to happen in America. All right, you're not supposed to be in America, have money, and have no food. All right. No, those three things are not supposed to ever happen together in the same time. Right. So if you have money in America, you're supposed to have food. In other words, nobody has to be waiting online for some damn chicken. All right. That's not what that should work. All right. You should have chicken if I come to the place. And because guess who has it? Um, you know, as horrible as they are, as homophobic as they are, um, what is it? The Chick-fil-A is going to give you some chicken. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. They're going to give you and, and they're going to say it with a smile. Oh yeah, yeah. the line's gonna be short. If it gets long, they'll bring out people there. They will rock your children to sleep. Um, you know, make sure that that that, that you your, your granddaddy took all his medicine. Um, and, and you know, and you can get a little homophobia in chicken. Let's just be clear. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm just amazed though at how you know, I'm like, how are you competing in a in, in a market? Like you said, Publix. You can go to Publix. All right, you might have to wait in the twelve items less line, but you're gonna get you some chicken. Who is right. it's going to be fresh and it's going to be consistent. It's going to taste consistently the same. Absolutely. Yeah, Popeyes, you 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 need to you need to do better. 
Um, now that wasn't the only thing that happened this week. Jesse, do you want to go to Gorilla first, or uh, we don't want no black people living in this town for two hundred? Well, you know that's my favorite. I, I like Gene Kramer. This, is, <laughs> you know, racism often has a weird effect on me. Uh, it makes me laugh, particularly when it just leads into the corridors of someone's ignorance. And we have a, a city councilwoman by the name of Jean Kramer in Marysville, Michigan. Uh, and it, during the city council meeting, I think we actually have a clip of this. Yeah, yeah, this is a clip here. Yeah, let's play the clip of what oh. she wants her city to look like. My suggestion, recommendation, keep Marysville a white community as much as possible. All right, Jesse, I'm going to go further when the other candidates. So she's had like five or six candidates at this roundtable. She sits there and says, I want this community to be as white as possible. Okay? She continues. White. Seriously. In other words, um, no um, uh foreign-born, no foreign um, people because of uh, what – Oh, how can I say? In the in our past, what we have experienced is better to have it or have it simply uh, um, American born. Put it that way. All right. You explain that racism. Yeah, you you stumble through that explanation. <laughs> now, now, this, by the way, is in Marysville, um, Mich- Michigan. It's about an hour. Was it east of um, Detroit? So it's not like they shouldn't have ever seen any black people before. And she's on this dais with, like, five other candidates, all right, for the city council. And they are move, they are visibly turning in their seats, looking around, you know, like, what the hell is wrong with this lady? And so each of them sort of gives their rebuttal. My son-in-law is a black man, and I have biracial grandchildren. And I take this very, very personally, what you've said, and I know that there's nothing I can say that's going to change your mind. I'm just checking the calendar here and making sure it's still 2019. Um, Yeah, I thought we covered civil rights about 50 years ago. Uh, I know, I mean, we're... One nation under God, and I'd live that. Uh, you know, if I ever had any notion of veering away from that, I can take my broker's license and burn it. Everybody's welcome to Marysville. I don't, I don't care if you're purple, uh, whatever. I mean, we're here. Yeah, I'm, I guess, a little still shocked. Um, all the wonderful things our city has to offer. And it has the ability to attract anybody that wants to live in our beautiful city. Okay, there is nothing wrong with diversity. Wow. Um, I think anybody that has the ability to live in the city of Marysville, I um, I think they should be allowed to live in Marysville. They lying. Ooh, they lying. Everybody. The whole the whole panel was white. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the guy was like, I think we covered it 50 years ago. See, friend, that's the problem. <laughs> and, and let me give you, so we looked it up a little bit. Marysville population is 97.5% white. Wow. That's almost impossible in America. Like, how do you not have any, any, any Latinos? 
Right? You know, like, how in the world do you, you know, you, I looked at Bismarck, North Dakota, and their population is not 97.5% white. Like, it is almost impossible. By the way, they're an hour from Detroit. So brothers ain't having, just happen to, you know, get lost on, on the way somewhere and, and get in that town. Their demographics are horrible. Okay, and so I love the fact that they're sitting there like, oh, yeah, we prize diversity. We're not going to have none of it up in here. But but we but but, you know, and I almost like her. But I would vote for her if I got to vote. I'm voting for Googling, though. She tried to withdraw her name from the ballot and apparently the date has passed. But so her name will stay on the ballot. But I, it will be interesting to see. um you know, in this era of Trump, if how the people will come out and vote for her. And Jesse, do you want to play the um, the next clip? So what happens is, Michelle, they, they kind of said, hey, this was kind of crane. They, the media shows up at her house. Um, she had enough, just enough time to get her wig on crooked and um, and started <laughs> to explain it. And let's play, I guess, some of her explanation, uh, because as bad as that sounded, it, it, that was when she was lucid at her best. It got worse. <laughs> she needs an Emmy. She needs an Emmy for this. What do you make of people criticizing you for your comment? Well, tell us exactly what you said uh, yesterday. You talked about you didn't believe in, you wanted to, what, what did you want to happen with Marysville? You didn't, you wanted it to stay a certain way. Tell us about that. Well, we like Marysville the way it is. But as far as having um, um, a black couple moving in, we have no problem with that. Um, but where it's wrong is when, you have uh, a white, a white woman and a black husband, um, a white wife and a black husband together. That's wrong, and vice versa. Well, and why is that? It's simply what? It's simply against the Bible. Like I was telling her, uh, God created Adam and Eve, same kind, same race all around, and that's how He wants that. He's our example right there. Talk about what you want. What what is it that you want Marysville to stay? You said something in particular uh, that um, you wanted it to stay white. Tell us about that. Well, just that uh, is it's uh, a nice city the way it is. We have uh, meaning white. If if um, if black people, if a black couple wants to move in, fine. Mm-hmm. But to um, but to have the mixed uh, marriage, no. Talk about, though, but why, why then say uh, it should stay white then? Talk about the, and that's okay if you feel like that. I'm, I mean, as far as a journalist, you know, mm-hmm. um, what, why do you think, I mean, you're entitled to your opinion. Why do you think Marysville should stay white? Uh, we like it the way it is. We moved, when we moved here, uh, we didn't know anything about it initially, and um we have just been comfortable with the way it is. Is there? I gotta cut her off a little bit. Um, cause I gotta tell you, she's 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 my number one candidate right now. <laughs> Here's she kept why. that same energy. I know that she kept the same energy. <laughs> I think all the other candidates are pretty comfortable with that stance. <laughs> and at least she's out and, pr- out, out, out and proud about it. She want to keep her city the way it is. You don't become 97.5% white on accident. Correct. Right. Right. Now with Detroit, I'm a mile away from you. Because by the way, they're the same just from Detroit as Flint is. 
Mm-hmm. Right? It, it, it's just a little bit further than East Lansing. All right? East Lansing got so many black people, I get a little scared to go to East Lansing. All right? So, I mean, we're talking about a lot of people, right? And somehow they've been able to avoid all black people. Um, like I said, you know, this, this is an accident. Uh, so, so at least she's, she's out front about hers. Does she ever get any more lucid? Um, the Bible explanation is, is not working for me. Well, I mean, no, hold on now. Let's not rush past that. She says the Bible said Adam and Eve, not Tyreek and Rebecca. Like, I'm crying. I love that. her. I love her energy. She came out. So these reporters, first of all, the questions are just stupid. Like, right, right. going around in stupidity. But she comes to the door and she looks like she just been, finished spitting on the Little Rock Nine. She looks <laughs> like she <laughs> And she comes to the door and she basically, like, if I could just draw in a cigarette hanging off the, the bottom lip, a cigarette <laughs> just ready. She's ready for the reporters. She's not going to back down. She's standing on her platform. I mean, this is this is the kind of candidate that you would expect America to produce. Right. Uh, <laughs> exactly. And, and, and the thing about it is the other ones, I'm sure she got a lot of pressure. You need to step down. You're making, you know, we didn't know about marriage. Though. You're making the city look bad. But I'm like, no, this is what y'all been doing for the last <laughs> forever. And now somebody finally said out loud, you know, hey, you know, this age of Trump, you're supposed to be loud and proud on your racism now. This is just your time. Y'all right. getting brand new because the camera's on. Yeah. And, by the way, <laughs> hopefully they warned some brothers who were thinking about it, uh, that's not your suburb. Right. Don't try Don't try to make that, you know, 90, only 96% white. It ain't going to work for you too well. I know I won't be going. It's, thank you. I'm not even flying over it. All right, wherever, wherever we going for now, we got to fly around Dallas. I'm not even <laughs> flying over there. And we're going to get a ticket, you know, if I'm on a plane. So uh, I, I don't even want to get pulled over. Oh, my goodness. Mama's family, man. I'm still, I'm still on Tyreek and Rebecca. That, that, is, <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that is good. Now, of course, you could have spent a little more time and made that rhyme, Jesse. Uh, at least, at, at least the Christians <laughs> made it rhyme. Adam and Steve. By the way, that's the, that was a rhyme. That was actually the thing when they started saying it's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. That that ruined me with rhymes forever. Right? I love me some Jesse Jackson until then. Right, that was my boy, right? And then I was like, oh man, I thought if it rhymed, it was, had to be true. And when I heard that, I was like, okay, I guess rhyming ain't enough. Uh, <laughs> it's gotta make some sense too. <laughs> but no, no Tyreek and Rebecca, apparently. Yeah, man. I mean, she, she's keeping the same energy. And, and I'll say this, I mean, one of the things that we're always concerned about, I think just as a people, is, is the person who's presenting themselves for Let's say, I don't know, a Democratic presidential primary. Uh, <laughs> the person who's right, presenting right. themselves, the actual person that we are voting for, are they presenting to us the best image that they think we okay. want to consume? Right. Exactly. And I think you've been, we've been waiting for somebody who's legitimately, uh, who they are. Right? <laughs> I don't know. We got that with Trump. That wasn't the best. Now, 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 now Michelle, well, we've been asking everybody this. Give us your Democratic 2020 Final Four. The, the, the four people that you want to see go forward the most that you, you know, that you were still in your, your possible list. Three and a possible. 
Okay, so my dream ticket is Warren Castro. Okay, Castro, we got it. We got Castro, all right. That's my dream ticket, Warren Castro. However, as far as, like, presidential picks, Mm -hmm. this is going in the order. It would be Warren. Mm -hmm. It would be Castro. Okay. I don't don't really fuck with Bernie Sanders. (laughs) Um, And I don't fuck with Joe Biden. And Kamala is the cop's. So, All right, so who else? <laughs> two of them? Just two of them? Andrew Yang. <laughs> okay. Damn. You really getting off the... Okay. And if I had to... God, it's so bad, Jesus. Um, you, you, if you, I had to, mm-hmm. I'll vote for Joe. I mean, I, I mean... Well, you might, we might, we, let's be clear. We might all have to. All right, then, you know, <laughs> if you get the nomination, we're going to have to grin and, and bear it and, and Listen, do it. Because anything is better than that thing that's in the way. Thank you. But right. let me ask you this, because I imagine if, you, if your parents are like mine, it'd be, you know, the problem we have with, with what Biden about Beto, is. Though? I just don't think Beto could win the general. He couldn't even win Texas. Come on. Um, <laughs> who runs for office? Okay, that's a whole other right? How you going to lose and then run off for the next bigger office, right? That's crazy, right? Crazy. Um, and, and I got to tell you, you know, the thing about Biden is, is that we all got to do it. I got, you know, Jesse, you got to go talk to your mom. I got to go talk to mine. We, we got to talk to our elders because they basically like, you know what? He was good enough for Obama. He good enough for me. Correct, 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 correct. Mm-hmm. But my mama, though, she is, she likes Warren okay. a lot. Um, Buttigieg, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, I, yeah, I mean, my dream ticket is Warren Castro. That's really yeah, that's, that's all you, you, that's all you need. All right, you got two and a possible. I get it. Um, you're not the best spade hand, but, but I, you, you strong with Castro. We both like Castro too, because he actually is the only person who put out, you know, like, this is what I'm going to do for black people agenda. Exactly. Correct. And exactly. talk about police brutality. Talk about, Thank like, you. yeah. Right. And, you know, the problem, of course, he just doesn't have that thing. He can't kind of get over the hump and get get outside the pack. So if he ran with Warren, that would be that'd be great. Um, and I think Warren would actually – see, Warren kind of – yeah, I think Warren is going to need – I think he's going to – she's probably going to need either Booker or Harris or actually even um, Abrams. Oh, Booker. Bo- Corey Booker? A Booker? <laughs> Hey, don't you say nothing about book. Let me tell you. Let me let me tell you something about C books. This and see, see you know. C books. Yeah, you knew light skin. I'm dead. You said C books, bro. Yeah, you 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 knew light skin Corey. I don't know if he knows. He been getting a little darker recently. He been right. You think about it, right? He he told Joe Biden about the Kool Aid. You're all up in the Kool Aid, and you don't even know the flavor. <laughs> See, this is okay. So this is where I would be like, I, and I always wanted Obama to do this, especially his last term. I want him to be like, listen, motherfucker. So what I'm not finna do, but see, that's why I can never run for office because I would be like, so you know that that's some that's a motherfucking bullshit, and you know it, right? See, and that's how. You're all up in the Kool-Aid, and I'm like, where do they say that at? Where do they say that? At? Where, where do they say that at? <laughs> no, but here's the thing about Corey, though, but he's trying at least, and, and I got to give him credit for that. He at least was the third blackest candidate on that roster. I'm going to give him credit for that, all right? Oh, right behind. <laughs> and he was trying to be as black as he could. And and, and the thing about Corey is he's getting black. He's, he's talking about his, 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 his dead homie. 
I'm telling you, he gonna come out there next time with a forty ounce. He gonna pour it on on, on the stage for his <laughs> homie. Who are the first two black? Who are the first two black or can't? Who are the first two? Oh no no no! Well, remember, Kamala. All right, we. I gotta give her. We we know she was black when she turned to Biden and was like, "That was me." All right, and and another blacker one is obviously Bernie Sanders when he said, "You damn right, I wrote the damn bill." You, you yeah. basically, but Bernie Sanders was like, was almost. I thought he was gonna say, "I wish a motherfucker would." Y'all hear this? Y'all hear my? That's why they not here. Y'all hear? They're so ignorant. Um, <laughs> just like their owner. Just like their owner. You go tell them we podcasting in here. They they gonna respect that. <laughs> right, right. They're ignorant, just like their owner. So. Um, <laughs> So, but no, I mean, Bernie Sanders, he like that grandpa just be hollering at you. And he'd yeah. be, like, oh, <laughs> be like, you know, I ain't for that. This is why I don't ask you for nothing. He's that kind of <laughs> All right, so fair enough, we got your picks. We I, of course, we haven't had anybody on the show because we have black people uh, who have been talking about, you know, they wanted Inslee or, um, or, or was it, uh, or was it, yeah, or, or Delaney. Or um, yeah, you oh, know, no, I don't know though. I like Kobachar because she is, is it will improvise. I know she can do some with the economy because she got on a plane and ate salad with her comb. I can't. What? I heard she was from Marysville, Michigan, though. <laughs> 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 she the mayor of America. Don't get me wrong. Um, and, and 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 last, I guess we got to talk about, or at least one of the things is we had an incident that happened in Oklahoma City. Let me just play the news coverage for you um, of an incident that happened on their, their KO, I love this, Coco, K-O-C-O uh, TV. <laughs> brother and a sister, or, or sorry, brother and a white woman are doing the news together. This is Fang. We're about to show, oh my goodness, take a look at him. He's a resident of the Oklahoma City Zoo. And this week, the zoo's eighth caretaker took over their Instagram. And we are all loving that they did. And as you can see, Finn was fascinated. Definitely ready for his close-up, <laughs> She said, it kind of looks like you. Mm -hmm. By the way, Mm -hmm. they cut it out. He said, I agree. Oh, he did. Oh, you did that part. Yeah, yeah, then it does. Oh, Um, no. Apparently, then. He messed up his employment law claim, Jesus. (laughs) <laughs> well, apparently then somebody had must have explained to the station that black people normally don't like to be called primates. Maybe they showed them the Roseanne tape. Um, <laughs> you know, and here's the thing that's crazy about it. I can't get this. I understand, I guess, in the South, you know, people would refer, even maybe it's a term of endearment to black people, you know, you little monkey or whatever. But you realize that it's been 50 years since that was at all acceptable. Howard Cosell got in trouble in the 80s for referring to uh, why receiver for the Washington Redskins as a little monkey. Look at that little monkey go. And, 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 by, the way, so, and by the way, I love about it. Howard Cosell was called a racist, which he probably was, but, but Howard Cosell was also Muhammad Ali's boy. All right, he was about as least racist as you, as you got, right, in the 70s, and he even got in trouble. So why people don't know, like, maybe they should do a course in the media, first rules. All right, you can't say the seven words you can't say, and then the eighth word being monkey for black people. I just feel like, you know, first off, this why. so I have a client right now that a white person at her job was like, you should go, we should lynch you. 
And she immediately called called me and I said, okay, this is what we finna do. Mm -hmm. This, all I can look at, this man, he should have like fell out, got so upset, walked off Mm -hmm. the set, did all of that, and then called me and then we would have got him this good ass money. But now, oh, it's okay. It's okay, Julie. Mm. I know you didn't mean it. Man, like, even if you wasn't moderately offended, let these white people think you offended. Get your money. <laughs> I think that the only possible exception or possible expression you get when, when a white woman says that you look like a monkey, the only three words that could possibly come out of your mouth are, white bitch, what? And, and if those <laughs> words don't come out your mouth, I, I'm, 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 I don't have to do it, but uh, that brother's going to be at, at Cracker Barrel, too. All right, because you, you can't come in here with us. Now, this is the apology, and um, and now she did. She got the tears out. She, she did her job. I'm here this morning because I want to apologize not only to my co-anchor, Jason, but to our entire community. I said something yesterday that was inconsiderate, it was inappropriate, and I hurt people. And I want you to know, I understand how much I hurt you out there and how much I hurt you. I love you so much. And you have been one of my best friends for the past year and a half. And I would never do anything on purpose to hurt you. And I love our community. And I want you all to know, from the bottom of my heart, I apologize for what I said. I know it was wrong. And I am so sorry. Alex, thank you very much, and, and I, I do accept your apology, and I, I do appreciate your apology. Um, I want to let everybody out there know that Alex um, is one of my best friends. I mean, we do what we do here, and, and you know, it's not as if we see each other here and then we leave and we go home. We talk every day, or almost every other day. Um, I've told you things. I, I've, I've shared things with you as a friend, and I, I do appreciate you, and I do love you. Um, all that being said, uh, and Alex would be the first to admit to this to you, what she said yesterday was wrong. Um, it cut deep for me, and it cut deep for a lot of you in the community. I've heard the, the phone calls, and I've heard the Facebook messages as well. And, and, and I guess coming out of this, I want this uh, to be a teachable moment. And that, that lesson here is that words, words matter. There's no doubt about that. Um, changing demographics here in this country, the demographics are changing. We're becoming a more diverse country. And there's no excuse. We have to understand uh, the stereotypes. We have to understand uh, each other's backgrounds and the words uh, that hurt, the words that cut deep. And we have to find a way to replace those words with love and words of affirmation um, as well. Um, You know, what we do here as broadcasters, uh, we use words. Words are the the tools of our trade. Much like a a plumber would use a wrench or a doctor would use a scalpel, we use words. And and our goal and what we need to do is use those words not not to hurt and not to divide, uh, but to build a more perfect union. Y'all hear me over here sighing. Get him off the get him off the <laughs> first of all, first of all, Gene Kramer wouldn't approve all that touching that was going on. <laughs> that was going on, okay. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Now so so Michelle, um maybe he could be your third candidate. You you looking to bring him in the on I in the primaries? Said, like, I kind of do. And then when all this backlash happened, she did these fake crocodile tears. 
And then he was like, and we can build them. Like, man, you need more people. I don't believe you. And because the only way I believe you, if you started boxing with her, if you boxing with her, I'm Now, I got to I hadn't seen all that, right? And I, I will give him credit for this, is that he could have gone full, full coon on it and been like, it wasn't that big of a deal. I didn't mind. But he was kind of like, hey, by the way, uh, I was a little pissed at it, right? <laughs> and so I'm sure he called her some names when he got home. At least I'm giving, I'm, I'm hope that was the case. Um, I, I don't know. I still, you know, the idea that, you know, one, to me, it's, it's this kind of thing where, that's one of those situations where you shouldn't have controlled – your first reaction should have been so ridiculous that the question we should be having today is whether you get fired or not. Whether we can keep your brother on the air because right. he lost his mind after uh, – and, and you don't want to do that. You ever, both of you ever see that video of the brother who was out somewhere, and he's doing a news report, and like a bug flies up his nose? What really happened on that Thursday here at Augusta High School that led to Chris Wood's death? What the fuck is that? Yeah. I'm dying in this fucking country-ass fucked-up town. <laughs> Shit flying in my mouth. The fuck? I can't see pollen. Let's get the fuck out of this country, motherfucker. I can't see me. And this brother turned from that brother right there <laughs> into Nino Brown, right? <laughs> All of the polish went off. He was as black as black, black. He's like, oh, goddamn, it's goddamn bug, fucking bug. Right? <laughs> By the way, it was funny, but we ain't seen that brother since. <laughs> so maybe this brother took the right attitude. He'll keep a job. Um, but uh, I wasn't so happy about his explanation. Jesse, what did you think of him? Well, first of all, you know, everybody knows the power of white tears. Uh, <laughs> I just thought, before she even explained the whole situation, the tears started, or uh, well, her alleged tears started rolling down. And I'm thinking to myself, how, how are you more hurt than he is? Right. You're trying to explain what you did wrong. Like you knew what you did was wrong. You know that. <laughs> Um, and, and the fact that I can't read the brother, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like he is, I, I don't know if it's a matter of he knows he's going to lose his job. He desperately needs his job. He feeds his kids with this job. He's right. just trying to hold it all together. But you wouldn't be like, oh yeah, we friends. No! Hey, no! I love you. And I told you friends. things. Well, that's where you messed up, bro. <laughs> yeah, Please. no, and, and exactly. And I think it's, you know, it, it's kind of thing where I, I wouldn't be, I'm going to tell you this now. If somebody call you, um, you know, that, 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 that to your face and, and, and like I said, you don't get fired or at least get called in the HR, I'm a little concerned about you. Um, <laughs> he, he should have had some consequences and repercussions. And the fact that he was so calm about it makes me, makes me think he might be at home now. And I hate to say it, but he's probably eating bananas with his feet. <laughs> I can't. Hey, oh my God, I can't. I can't. If somebody call you a to your face and you don't mind, you, you might need some bananas. That's all I'm <laughs> now, by the way, Michelle, this funny thing is, she kind of said, you know, she was really apologizing as much to the community as anyone else, right? Right. And that was the funny part is, I have to confess, I, I, I guess I, mean, I ain't a good enough black person because I wasn't as offended for me. I didn't feel like she called me a gorilla. Right. Right, so I'm like, maybe she know him better than that. They friends, they talk all the time. <laughs> she knows something I don't know. She didn't call me a gorilla, right? 
I was nah. like, whatever. Nah, nah, nah. It's it's got to be more like we were up in arms because H and M had a gorilla on the kid's shirt. Like he he knows this. <laughs> like he knows this. We still beefing with them, right? He knows this. So I just can't I can't see it. Like I don't understand. And then on top of that, like what happens in her mind to even right. connect a picture of a gorilla not to any other person in the room, right. just to him, right? Oh, no. and that was the worst part, by the way. I don't know if you guys saw the picture. That was an ugly ass gorilla too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just. I think it's just you know. What even cute one? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, that was horrible, you know. And and so yeah, you know, the brother. I don't know, brother. We're gonna have to send you back to. I mean, this brother was obviously raised in the suburbs. That's all. That's we we clear on that. Correct. And I think yeah, he probably yeah. would be like Cory Booker if he had to give the line and, and would be like, you know, we have a phrase in our community that you all up in our Kool-Aid and do not know the precise <laughs> ingredients of the flavor. Correct. Or definitely, I mean, or definitely he, like, he, he, he got a banana, he, he got a banana in the tailpipe, right? He that type of brother from, <laughs> from Beverly Hills Cop. Oh, it's man. just, I just like, I, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it was like the whole situation was disingenuous. Well, no, think about it. And you, you as, as the only practicing, you know, lawyer who actually, you know, still does this stuff, because you mentioned something that maybe we should, we couldn't go on. So let's give our, if you happen to be on the job as, as African American and, uh, your coworker happens to say, um, they call you, to compare you with any of the primates, in matter of fact, even the marsupial, right? Any other non-human, um, how do you handle that so you can make sure you get the most of your settlement? Oh my God, like immediately, like, you know, follow the chain of command, mention it to HR, this, that, and the third, you know, it's like, it's so traumatic. It's so this, it's so that I don't know if I can work here anymore. I feel like I'm documenting and writing and then ultimately contact myself. <laughs> no, contact now, 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 would it be too much? Will you give a hand away too much if you just faint? No, you can't faint, but you could like just go into like super like full on tears. Okay. Full on tears. All right. Oh my so God! He just can't believe it. Like you know, man. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. he could have been paid. He could have been paid. <laughs> All right. So we understand that people. All right. You get called of a gorilla, monkey, ape, um, a koala bear, um, of uh, a kangaroo, um, a lemur, um, any, anything outside the human genus. Um, you need to be shocked and hurt. Throw a chair. Throw a chair through the wall. No, 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 I think you lose some there. Um, definitely, um, yeah. Oh, no, I don't know that. Let me ask you this. If you got really, really mad, because I think at the very least, um, yeah, you need to be able to, um, get some time off on stress leave. I mean, you gotta be able to get some in a little bit of a coin. I mean, note that a little bit of a coin make, you may have to resign your job, but I mean, if you get, you know, 40 stacks, you know, I, (laughs) <laughs> I, I say throw the chair so that everybody from that point forward know you serious. It doesn't matter if you're employed or not. <laughs> they know not to call you no gorilla. No time soon. <laughs> no time. Sorry. So, so, so hopefully if we taught anything to people is to read. I mean, I'm still trying to believe that in the 21st century that, that she still thought that that was going to work for anybody. Right. That anyone was going to think about who would be like, oh, yeah, I do look a little bit like a gorilla. Goodbye. You know what, y'all? I, can't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, th- I, th- I think feeling bananas with his feet was too much for Michelle. I think I got it on that one. Um, I just, I, I can't. I just think he was just so like. I mean, 
Well, first of all, I would have probably lost my job that day. I'd be like, what the blah, blah, blah did you mm-hmm. say? Yeah, it, yeah, and he was just like, guys, so we can have a more perfect union. I'm like, get him off my screen, man. Get him, right. get him off my screen. You know, the more perfect union. Exactly. You know, I thought the Star Spangled Banner was going to start playing. You're right, the Battle of Him and Republic, he was going to get up and, you know, and then and pull, pull, you basically you know, pull off uh, Uncle, uh, Uncle, well, I was going to say Uncle, Tom, Uncle Sam's suit. Right. And, you know, and, and the Star Spangled Banner was going to go behind him because he certainly was trying to get a little more patriotic um, about it. I, I don't know. You know, I do know, like you said, he probably messed up his money. But maybe he but think about it. If he lost a job, he wouldn't be able to talk to his good friend every day. Right. right. And text her and tell her personal things. Man, get out of here. Well, I want to know. Maybe that's what maybe he gave us a hint there. She got some shit on him. No, no. Uh, he's he, he been sending, he no. been sending her uh, some of his, some of his favorite, you know, um, porn hub sites. And, um, absolutely not, absolutely not. Yep, it's, it's banana pudding recipe, whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> she well, must have something on him. Well, let let me do this because I want to make sure. Uh, and this is just first of all, thank you, Michelle, for being on the show. That's, that was major. You're a hero to black America. I don't know if you know yet. You're going on the mural next week. Oh, uh, so that's amazing um, because, you know, you know, we'll talk about that offline anyway. Go ahead. And, uh, what, you also, a mural plan? They got a mural plan for you? They will. Yeah. We're going to make sure she get on the T-shirt. She's going to be at all Ooh, of the I'm going to be on the T-shirt. I want you to get into the Black Trinity, though. And that is, can we get you in my in my mother's living room between MLK, Obama, and Jesus? Now I don't know who listen, gonna have to leave to get Michelle in there. If I get there, listen, I can tell my mama I made it. I don't need to do exactly. That's all you need to get the black trendy. I don't know who's gonna replace probably Jesus. But the point is, we're gonna get you up there in my in my, my mother's living room somewhere. Go ahead, JFK now. No, no, JFK been gone since Obama got here. <laughs> <laughs> you got replace Obama. <laughs> Now, I also want to say I have a good friend of mine, uh, Dr. Carrie Allen, who, uh, she is a big fan of yours. She's also a Delta Soror of yours. Yeah. She was the one who was like, Oh my gosh, I love her. And I was like, wow, you know her? And I thought maybe she knew you. So she told me to connect with you over, <laughs> over her Facebook. She's like, y'all need to know each other because y'all both important. So <laughs> <laughs> I love her. I love it. <laughs> So a shout out for her, but definitely thank you for coming on to the program. We appreciate it. You actually had a distinction of being the first woman that we've had on the show, the first of many, but the first. So yeah, and but by the way, I can't believe you you admitted that. We thirty six episodes in, we should be ashamed. Both of us. Well, we just started like two there. weeks ago. We just, we just like, be fair you, you are first one, but you only are third guest, so we we haven't been having guests that long. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll let it slide. I'll let it slide. Right, you, we haven't been having guests that long. And, by the way, two guests before you know, you know Ellie Mistel, right, from MSNBC. Oh yeah, yeah, you and big, you and you big time company oh, here. Yeah. Oh, I was so, like, listen, you, because I, I really ain't no, really ain't nobody, so that's wonderful. Oh, please, you, you, you are no, no, you are somebody. Don't make me rhyme. Don't make me get Jesse out. You, you are somebody. Okay, okay. <laughs> and and I, I mean seriously. I and Jesse said, I remember saying, you know, you seriously. I am, you know, you are definitely one of my heroes because I talk a lot, but you out there doing it, and I'm, 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 I'm impressed. We, we only need another six or seven thousand like you but we'll take one for now 
Well, thank y'all. I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys reaching out to me. I appreciate you dealing with my, you know, dogs barking in the background and my, um, and kind of just my schedule. I appreciate y'all for just even, you know, just allowing me to kind of even have the space to be just kind of who I am. Cause you know, of course, a lot of times you have to be very like, you know, professional and buttoned up and all those kinds of things and just, you know, y'all supporting um you know just black folks and um i so i appreciate you know being your uh third guest and your first woman guest on here so i i do thank y'all for having me fair, fair. hey jesse before do you want to do the announcement do you want to give the, the audience a, a sneak peek about our next guest in two weeks or you just want to leave that as a little secret no 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 we, we're going to just treat the people who uh consistently listen but uh i do want to say that if you haven't already Make sure that you are following us on Facebook at Brothers in Law. That's B-R-U-T-H-A-S-N-L-A-W. And also, if you haven't already subscribed, do so so that the podcast comes automatically when it's uploaded. And also, make sure that you are leaving reviews and stars and all that good stuff so that when we go back to Hublot, they won't just kick us out the office again. (laughs) Listen to us. And give us some merchandise and money so that we can keep growing. That's what we want to do. We want to bring uh, new up and coming voices in our community to you so you can hear these people, get to know these people, build relationships with these people. And that way, when Michelle decides that she is going to run for president, you don't have to sit back and try to figure out who she is. You already know. <laughs> there you go. Now, we're just going to speak sponsors. I think we done messed up the Popeye sponsors. I know we can't get chokers no more. But maybe Publix. So Publix, you out there. Uh, go ahead. You want to run? Like Donald Trump. They, they gather any money for Donald, bro. Oh, that, well, why we? Oh, they, why they, 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 they chicken is disgusting. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's so hard. I was talking to my paralegal today. She said, "Where you go grocery shop?" I said, "Bro, I don't want to go." I was like, "I really don't." But, bro, like, where else am I gonna go? <laughs> Like, I can't Amazon. go to the Like, damn sure I ain't going to Walmart. Where the hell else am I going to go? <laughs> I tell you, get your groceries like we do at Walmart. I'm not Walmart, at Amazon. And milk, it get there. It's a little chunky when it get there. But that's all right, though. You get <laughs> a couple days, get you some Amazon groceries. And I, I, I want to give, uh, before we go, a special shout out to our new fellow citizens in Greenland. Uh, I don't know if the purchase has already gone through. <laughs> and for everybody in Florida, I hope that you are prepared they say that this storm is coming uh and hopefully you have already made some emergency plans you're uh stocking up on everything that you need and you can take care of yourself particularly because with the president that you have i have no guarantees that there won't be a nuclear bomb getting flown into that hurricane um, <laughs> so, we got 36 episodes for you all so you can just you know, ride it out with us we'll see you next time people thanks for everything thank y'all